3: Show, happy Tuesday! I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I hope you all are doing well. I hope all is going accordingly in your life wherever you may be on this, this wonderful day. Uh, coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. Very beautiful outside. About 95 degrees. feels feels amazing. Um, but guys, 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 I have never been so excited. Uh, I haven't been this excited about the media. Uh, reports in a long time in terms of all the good stuff that's coming out and uh, it's it's miraculous. Like This is amazing. This is absolutely mind-blowing a lot of what's going on and I'm going to get to our top stories in a second. Um, I want to thank our advertisers. I want to thank all our listeners. I mean, our, our listener base keeps growing. Um, we're now um, growing, like I said, in other countries as well. We're, we're nationwide and now we're in other countries, um, it's, it's, it's expanding every episode. So um, thank you. God bless you all. You know, in every episode, I, I try to make it my duty uh, to thank all of my listeners and everybody that's tuning in because, you know, I, uh, I appreciate, uh, you know, your support 100% uh, beyond, uh, beyond grateful. So thank you for that. Uh, you can visit my store, which I want you to. It's thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. Again, that's the DonaldJTrumpStore.com. You can also visit my site MakingChristianityGreatAgain.com. Again, that's MakingChristianityGreatAgain.com. And on both of those sites, there's lots of great President Trump apparel and merchandise, and um, lots of great, um, you know, different items and, and
4: cool stuff. And then you can check out
3: TV as well. Um, and also. Uh, please visit GetYourAppBuilt.com. Again, that's GetYourAppBuilt.com. Best way to build an app. uh, Saves you money, uh, saves you time, uh, and all by uh, amazing uh, professionals um, and amazing people. Um, We also, I want to mention, I already mentioned TV, but I want to mention my new media company called The Next Gen USA will be released uh, he, uh you know it's there's a bit of a bit of a pushback and I'm working on it I'm doing a lot of the the coding and the um the the back end and the the stuff behind it uh, but it's going to be an amazing site I mean we're going to do all our broadcasts straight from the next gen USA we're going to have our own system it's going to be a similar outlook to Fox News InfoWars like we're going to have all live TV all live broadcasts um, all live breaking news. Like the site looks unbelievably fancy. Like people are going to be uh, blown away and very, uh, you know, very um, uh, satisfied for sure. There's no doubt about it. Um, so yeah, I wanted to get that out of the way. I want to welcome obviously my co-hosts. Uh, we got we got Josh. How you doing, buddy?
5: I'm doing fantastic. Things are well. I hope.
6: Yeah, everything's
3: good, buddy. Uh, d- Director Gianni Rodriguez Perez, how you doing, buddy, on the line? My co-host, as always, from New York. What's going on?
6: I'm doing great, man, doing great. Glad to be on. Okay.
3: Oh, man, it's, uh, oh, my God, what a big day, though. So, and, you know, I just want to say for tonight's show, we got some big guests coming on. Uh, attorney, a federal prosecutor, constitutional expert, and best-selling author, David To cost we'll be calling in. Sorry, his name was a little hard to pronounce. Um, and he's, he's also, um, he's done so much work in Washington. He's uh, been in the game for a long time. So he'll be very, be very excited to talk to him. We'll also be having legislator, political strategist, entrepreneur, and president of frontiers for freedom. George Landry calling in very famous guy right now doing a lot of big things. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot of great guests coming on tonight. Um, big story though, uh, what I want to talk about with the opening is over the weekend uh, uh, Trump tweeted he absolutely has the power to pardon himself and he does if he really wanted to, but he knows he's not guilty of anything and you know Julia I, w- I want to um, you know play Julia what Giuliani said real quick, but I, I have a really a, a big thought about this and I know you know all the listeners do as well and, and you know as, as well as my co-hosts and the guests that will be coming on but this is a big topic right now, and the left is fucking freaking out because they know Trump has the power to pardon himself, obviously it would cause a a political uh outrage and and, and hurricane but you know you know there's there's if, if Mueller keeps up the nonsense i I don't know you know there's there's many different choices of, of what Trump and his legal team can do but Real quick, I'm going to play uh, what Giuliani said uh, over the weekend, uh,
0: Two 5 President Trump's legal team is planning to fight any possible subpoenas from special counsel Robert Mueller. In an interview this morning, Rudy Giuliani explained the strategy.
5: We'll say, hey, you got everything you need. You've got uh, uh, 1.4 million documents. You have 28 witnesses. The president, the president has given every explanation and, and, and corrected some that were misimpressions. you got everything you need. What, what do you need us for?
0: When asked, Giuliani also said the president probably has the power to pardon.
5: So there you
3: go. I mean, you you look at, he does does have the power to do it. It's a matter of will he? And will Mueller keep going down this destructive path and just totally corruption and dishonesty and, and keep trying to, step outside the boundaries to try to nail Trump any way he can. I mean, there's something eventually that will have to be done if Mueller does not back off, because we know, as the American people, the people at least with brains and not on the left, we know that Trump did not collude with Russia. We know there's no sufficient evidence that can, uh, you, know, uh, prove, you know, prove what Mueller and his team are trying to uh, say that happened. So it's just a bunch of fucking bullshit and you know it's getting really dirty, and I don't fucking like it. Um, but guys, go ahead, guy. I know you you guys want to speak on this real quick.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and start, Josh. Here, I mean, it's the it's the same old BS. You know, it's the honestly, it's the media that's really pushing a lot of this, which makes me it just makes me sick to my stomach. Because it's not even you know, and we already we already know there's no collusion. how, how many you know how many attempts? to bury trump yeah. have they tried that have come up completely right. as bull crap. Right. so like in my opinion it's you know honestly it's a non-issue to me because i really do believe that trump did nothing wrong and as long as he did nothing wrong unless they make up a fake story they're not going to be able to prove it so i'm i mean some people are worried about it i'm not worried about it screw them what are they going to prove nothing it, and here's the thing Trump is exactly right
3: when he says witch hunt. That's the perfect way to describe it. I mean, that's what it is. They are out maliciously to nail this president any way they can. They're even going after all his associates. Anybody he has goddamn connection with in his life, they are trying to talk to. I mean, this is absolute insanity and corruption at the finest level. And the FBI... And, and and you know that the department, the, the the DOJ, I do not trust whatsoever. I mean, this is a you talk about a fucking swamp. Trump Trump described it perfectly when he said swamp. I mean, this is a dirty, dirty swamp. I mean, this people doing stuff behind people's backs. There, I mean, there's all of this new reports coming out about all of these deals that were made. Uh, you know, all of the Hillary, uh, you know, exonerating her even before, even before even looking at the evidence. I mean, and all of the, uh, the fake Russian evidence, uh, docu- evidence that has came out to prove it to be fake, but the left still continuously tries to bring up the narrative. I mean, it's it, the only reason the Russia thing ever came up is because Donald Trump won the election The real Russia collusion Is Hillary selling 20% of our uranium To Russia and Putin Because when people When the left says this, was, this is what pisses me off And I'll tell you real quick What pisses me off is The left says Oh yeah, Trump is Putin's puppet Yeah, they love each other Bullshit If, if Putin wanted anybody to win he wanted Hillary Clinton to win because he wanted more favors like their uranium 1 deal. Trump and Putin don't see eye to eye and you know they 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 stick to their uh, you know uh, they they stick to what they believe. They don't you know they don't play games with each other.
5: Yeah, and one of the things mm-hmm. that's driving me nuts is is that the 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 people that have nothing to do with, like, any of this, just an like, innocent bystanders that are just doing their job or working for Trump, they're getting nailed, yeah. like this, like this yeah. doctor. He's getting raided yeah. by the FBI. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. He's an innocent bystander. He had nothing to do with it.
3: <laughs>
5: I mean, anything they can.
3: Stormy Daniel, for God's sake, like, a fucking porn star they're counting on. They think she's the, she's the key to, to unlocking the fucking code. Get real. The left, the left has lost yeah. their mind. Real quick, Mike Dolo. I know you're yeah, joining us, buddy, you. out of New Jersey. Our co-host, as always, my friend. How are you? What's up, bro? What's going on, man? How are you? So, I'm doing well, man. In case you're just joining us, what we're talking about is over the weekend, you know, Trump tweeted he has the power to pardon himself. If it comes down to that, if Mueller keeps up, with the monkey and funny business and keeps up with the bullshit and keeps trying to I mean Mueller has now wasted 17 million dollars of taxpayer money on a witch hunt so we've been just talking about absolutely Trump has the um authority to pardon himself uh just like Giuliani said and we played the Giuliani clip a little bit ago and you know it's it's just a fucking mess I mean. You know, and we're all talking about how they're going outside the lines and trying to go into Trump's personal life. And, you know, it, it's, it's just it's disgraceful. I mean, what they have this massive obsession with President Trump because he's exposing the secrets. He's draining the swamp. He's getting all of this, the, the corruption out there and, you know, exposing these scumbags. I mean, this Me Too, Harvey Weinstein, all that stuff would have never happened. Hillary Clinton would have got, got elected. I mean, that's just one of many examples. Uh, you know, all of these different FBI people at the FBI wouldn't have had to resign and step down or get fired if Hillary would have got, you know, Hillary would have fired Comey. But a lot of these people that helped Hillary at the FBI would still be there, still be a dirty place. I mean, even the CIA. I mean, this is just, oh, my God.
6: Yeah. Well, what. What you I, have to I understand. Okay,
4: go ahead.
6: Zola. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I, like right. I was saying, you know, I feel like, I feel like Jay Edgar Hoover <laughs> would be turning in his grave if he see how the FBI is not is how is how it is now. Like it's disgusting. I mean, like now when I see anything about Trump, Russia, FBI, I just keep scrolling because me too, man. I'm just like it's blah blah blah. Whatever. Yeah, nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it's pointless to even argue. It's pointless to even look at because we know there's no collusion. They have found nothing, I mean, zero when it comes to Trump. So they're going to try, like you said earlier uh, uh, in the show, they're going to try to come after whoever they can to try to make Trump look bad. But let's ignore all the the noise in the background. Let's look at what's the real picture going on about unemployment going down, about jobs coming in. You know, let's look at those things. And I feel like the more we focus on those things, the more all the other stuff that the fake media CNN pushes is going to go away. Well, well,
4: hold on, because I totally agree with you. At the end of the day, nothing's going to happen with Trump and Russia, okay? He's not going to get charged with anything. That's a bunch of crap. But let me tell you the one thing that you do have to worry about. If Republicans don't turn out in the midterms and the Democrats take control. It's going to be a big problem for Trump. Okay. They're going to go after him. So I don't think they're going to win. I think the Republicans are going to win, but we have to say, we have to cover this stuff because we got to know what games that, what, you know, what, what games they're going to be trying to use to, you know, to go against Trump. It will not matter. It will be pointless if the Republicans win the midterms, which I think they will. And then nothing will matter because we'll have the majority. But, Mueller is a is a is a corrupt prosecutor. The guy is out of control. He's an absolute yep. player for the deep state. And this notion, yeah. I keep seeing this notion on Twitter by people like Bill Mitchell. I told you yep. that. Um, he's like, I told you that Mueller was going to expose Hillary. What are you talking about? Mueller has Mueller has one goal, and that is to yeah. Bill uh, get, Mitchell needs to shut up sometimes. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, the, the yeah. Robert Mueller has one goal. And that goal is to bring down the president of the United States. Yeah, if something comes out against Hillary during that, that's fine. It's collateral damage. They'll take it. His main goal, he's being used by the establishment and the deep state. His main goal is to bring down the president of the United States. And all this Russian crap, we all know it's fake. Of course Trump has the power to pardon himself. He's the president of the United States. It's not going to come to that. All I'm saying is if you do bad in the midterm, it's It's not going to come to
3: that. Real quick, though, Mike. Uh, and I'm gonna let you finish, but it's not gonna come to that. But if it did, he absolutely does have the authority, and you're right. And I was talking about that earlier. And there, and the there's nothing the left could do about it. I mean, obviously there would be a hurricane, and outrage, and they'd be crying and screaming. But you know, let them, let them do their temper tantrums if that's what it comes to. But I don't, I never don't think it's gonna get to that point.
4: No, it's not. You're right. It's not gonna get that far. And by the way, he has the total power. Uh, to pardon himself, he's the president of the United States. People like suddenly, since Donald Trump is president, liberals don't want to um, liberals don't want to admit how much power the president really has. You know, all of a sudden, since Donald Trump's president, when Obama was president, he had so much power. They were like, oh, he's the president. He could do that. He could do this executive order. He could do that. Now that Donald Trump's president, liberals believe he has no power. He's the president of the United States. He could absolutely pardon himself. But I just want to be clear that. Robert Mueller is absolutely a corrupt deep state player. He is working with the deep state. He's being—they are pushing him to try to bring down Donald Trump. If we—if we turn out for the um, the midterms, we won't have to worry about this anymore because we'll we'll have big control of both houses and Russia investigation will be dead because they'll have nothing. They'll have nothing.
3: Speaking, you know, you bring up a really good point. I want to get to that. Uh, midterms are tonight in Californ- California. california I want to play a quick clip of, you know, the GOP is doing uh, surprisingly well in certain areas in California, but um, we're going to get results, uh, you know, later on I'll be updating uh, if there is some that come in. But quick clip just from an update of what's going on uh, today in California.
7: Uh, 3-2.
0: California is so important. And, I mean, experts are really saying these primaries are going to be potentially make-or-break contests. For both parties. So here is the short list, the ones that we're really focused on in the Golden State. So the 10th con- congressional district, the incumbent there, Republican Jeff Denham, that is his photo there. Now, in the 2016 presidential election, Secretary Clinton beat President Trump by three percentage points in that district so another one that we're following the 25th congressional district the incumbent there republican steve knight and if you go back to the presidential election you had a seven percentage point gain by the democrats and that was of course hillary clinton versus president trump in california's 48th congressional district the incumbent there republican dana run there is his photo there and if you go back to the presidential election it's only a two percentage point lead that hillary clinton had over president trump Immigration. That is one of the most volatile issues for all of these races that may motivate voters to show up. California is home to more immigrants, legal, undocumented than any other state in the U.S. It's a huge issue there. Also, of those three key races that we highlighted, they are all ones that have sanctuary city status. So people are very clear, either on one side or the other, particularly about illegal immigration. Other big issue that may motivate California voters is the threat of trade wars. So California grows tons of almonds, beans, milk, pork, some of which is exported. California as a whole produces and sells more than $15 billion worth of agricultural products. Now, in that 10th congressional district, all by itself, more than 2.5 billion of goods are sold there. So one of our 50 states, of course, California, but as a standalone country, I like this trivia point, it would be the world's sixth largest economy. Neil, you mentioned those three states in New Jersey, and of course, one of the things that the Republicans are going to be fighting against are the Trump administration's tax plans, which hurt a lot of real estate owners and real estate right. investors in New Jersey. There are a lot of people pretty bitter about that, and some calls I made, they said, listen, oh, if you're independent, uh, if you're on the line, that actually may help Democrats, if for no other reason than revenge of what people feel in their own pockets. For
6: what yeah, that's worth their now. deductions were dramatically limited. Uh, all right, Dator, thank you very, very much.
3: So there you have it, folks, the California primaries. Um, obviously, it's a very important night in California, so <clears throat>
5: um,
3: you Roy, know, let me go you real quick. Yeah, go, uh, yeah go, ahead. go ahead.
4: Well, I live in New Jersey, and Bob Menendez, you know, of course he won his thing. But I just wanna say though, in California. It's, it's that's going the guy to be that very, got involved. No, that's
3: the correct me if I'm wrong, but Bob Mendez is the politician that got involved with the uh hookers and got off, right? Got
7: off the Yeah, he was in
4: court. He was um he was um in, he was on trial because he was
7: bribery
4: and corruption and there's also many, many stories that he was um having sex with underage Dominican uh oh. prostitutes. So oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah, what so, I, yeah, that's that's right. That's right. Okay. So I voted for the Republican of course and um but <laughs> I want to say real quick about California. But California, yeah. even if Republicans don't win, you know, like the ones that are trying to that haven't really ran before, if you if we see a little like even a dent in the Democrats yeah. you get, people gotta realize how bad California is. California is so liberal the voting is, is totally fraudulent, all, all illegal voting out. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All the illegals are voting. So if, even if the Republicans don't win, but some of them make serious, serious inroads, that's a big, big problem for the Democrats. I'm going to tell you that right now. Even in New Jersey, Menendez wasn't getting that many more votes. I mean, he got more votes on the Republican side. Well, that's an we'll indication. That's
3: a sign. People are, are are starting to, you know, lose interest in the Democratic Party and see their true colors and see what's yeah. really going on, and they're opening their eyes. Cause, and, and we're seeing – I mean – for instance, a new poll is out and Republicans are leading in the midterms now. We saw Democrats with a double digit lead a couple weeks ago. I mean, the the the, the people are waking up and there's a lot of places in California today uh that are going to win, the Republicans will win like Orange County for in, the Orange County for instance. Places there's a lot there's certain places in California that are very conservative, but you know, there's also a lot that are but fucking what, liberal. But
4: I'm also saying, but I'm also saying Omar yeah. Navarro, for example. Love him.
3: Sheriff funny. Joe, my good friend yeah. Sheriff Joe Arpaio, uh, endorsed him.
4: Yes, yes. He's running against Maxine Waters in Los Angeles. Now, that's a very he democratic, f- uh, you know, city. But here's the thing. Even if Omar's he a good, doesn't hey, win. Real
3: quick, real quick. Omar is a great man. I, I've met him before. He follows me on Twitter. And he... Is the best person of Maxine Waters. He can take her down. She can't play any race card with a with, with a guy like that. I mean, he is the best of the best, and you know, hence why
4: uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio endorsed him. Yeah, he follow he follows me too, actually on Twitter. I started talking to him, and I think it's going to be hard for him to win. Okay, because he, it's a very Democrat thing. But I'm tell ta- I'm telling you, even if he gets you know, more than any other Republican, that's a big deal. So I don't know if he's going to win. I'm just saying there's already, by the way, there's already reports coming out right now and a couple hours ago that Republicans aren't being allowed to vote because they lost the ballot. So now they have to do a mail-in ballot. So a bunch of trash is going on already. Illegal aliens vote heavy in Los Angeles County. I think like almost half of the the population is frigging illegal aliens. But I'm saying even if he makes a dent, and it it's a big deal and Republicans are absolutely going to win in November. So he may not win and I don't know, maybe he will. I'm just saying even if he makes a big dent, it's a big problem for the Democrats. By the way, real quick, Maxine Waters had an event today and she put no. it on Twitter and only it was only, a a 10, periscope. only 10 She people. had less than 10 people, literally less yep. than 10 people. And I tweeted at her and I said, "Hey, Maxine, Maxine, you don't is need a yeah, I said, hey, Maxine, you don't need a microphone for less than 10 people, but enjoy yourself. So they might be in trouble. I think they are in trouble, but with California and the fraudulent voting and illegal aliens voting, we'll see what happens. But I think even if they make inroads, the Republicans, it's bad, bad news for the liberals, man. Real, real bad news and good news for Trump.
3: Oh, absolutely. one 100%. And, you know, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of uh you know I mean there's California is waking up i mean there there's there's people that are moving out of there by the numbers, by the stacks by by the millions and let's not forget when when we call out Democrats and when other people call out Democrats for saying that illegals vote um uh, and they laugh it off and say, "Oh, how could illegals vote ha ha ha. You know, they, they try, they're so, they, they play that off in such a way that it's not taken, like, people need to take more action. Like, Democrats, they know that they're getting illegal votes, but they always deny it. And, and for, like, that's special treatment. Like, that's the most ridiculous, cheating way. I mean, it's beyond corruption. Can you imagine if the Republicans did that? They would be talking about it on headline news every goddamn fucking second.
4: Wait, Rory, Rory. California is a state that openly admits that they give illegal aliens, millions of illegal aliens, food stamps, welfare, pay for their schooling, housing, And they have given over 5 million driver license. Okay, these are illegal aliens. But then the Democrats are going to tell us that they don't vote. Oh, so they get food stamps, they drive, they go to schools, they get benefits and welfare. But don't worry, they don't vote. Bullshit, my ass. They vote in droves, and they vote for the Democrat Party. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. and that's – and everybody,
3: I I want to welcome – our special guest to the show, great friend of the show actually, good man, very successful man. Um, he is a, a very, you know, he's doing a lot of stuff right now. He's a legislator, he's a political strategist, entrepreneur, and president for Frontiers for Freedom. George Landreth, everybody. Um, I'm so glad to have you back, George. It's been about it's been a few months. Uh, I know you've a lot of great, great to stuff. Be here. I know. You- Yeah, thanks, man, and I know you have a lot of great stuff going on, and uh, the last time you were on the show, man, you were on the show for uh, a while, and uh, we just kept talking and talking and had such great and insightful conversations.
7: Well, you know, I, I enjoy talking about freedom, and I enjoy talking about things that impact our freedom, so being on your show is a lot of fun, to be perfectly honest. Hey, thanks, man. And
3: I, I appreciate you and we always we always love having you on. And as you know, it's um a big, big day in the media, big week in the media. Um we've been you know, we've been going through various things. Um, you know, we were just talking about the primaries in uh California tonight, um, which are, you know, very pivotal uh in certain in certain aspects. Um but yeah, I mean we're we're kind of uh waiting to see the results, but there's a lot of California people uh, that are, are waking up to the reality uh, of the Democratic Party, uh, putting illegal aliens first and, uh, you know, American second. It's, uh, you yeah. know, there's, a, there's... Yeah.
7: Go ahead. MS-13, they're people too, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're animals. so <laughs> anti-plope, they're people, that's offensive. I know. Yeah, well, Chuck I just Kumar think it's funny. I mean, great. I never really thought I'd, I'd see the day where the... uh Democratic Party's campaign slogan is basically, you know, Ms. Thirteen. They're people too, um, but okay. Yeah, I yeah, guess that's where we are.
6: Yeah,
4: um, yeah, and that's you know, it, it's sad that it. it well, not that. only that, but Chuck Schumer yeah, said
6: that that
4: that uh, Ms. Thirteen. Uh, he said after Trump called them animals, he said these these are the same people that are great-grandparent immigrants. Oh, really? These people, the Democrats are done. They're going to bury themselves. Uh, that's yeah.
7: that's pretty wacky hey, here's
3: here's what i really want to you know talk to you about and you you know we talked about this at the opening of the show and i definitely want to get your opinion on this you know because i know you're paying attention strongly to this story uh the whole fact of trump you know pardoning himself i i don't think it's going to get to that point but if he has to he obviously he absolutely has the authority to and we were all just talking about that. And the left wouldn't have a damn thing to say about it. And they could cry and whine and do whatever. But I think that, you know, something will, uh, you know, I think something's going to, I think Mueller, uh, I, I, you know, actually, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think it will get to that point. I think some, uh, something has to happen. I mean, they can't just keep doing this forever. But to, to, the, to the point where the, the president, has to, um, you know, uh, pardon himself because of a, a false narrative, Russia, fake, phony crime that's wasted seventeen million of taxpayer dollars as of a new report today. Robert Mueller is a scumbag. This is a witch hunt.
7: Uh, Trump defines it perfectly. You know. Yeah. Well, one of the things that's frustrating about this entire thing. Um, And early on, I think Republicans did a real disservice. When he was first appointed, everyone talked about what a great guy Robert Mueller was. And now we kind of get all the facts, and and we find out that he's not, that he actually has a long history of running uh, lousy, uh, abusive investigations and prosecutions. He's had prosecutions overturned in the past because of the abusive nature and the illegal nature of them. And and so – you know i think what we get now is is that is that Mueller actually is and has been for most of his career a dirty cop and um a and, and 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 republicans seem to always want to jump in the first time some oh yeah he's a great guy i hear this all the time you know when somebody oh he's this he's like just keep your mouth shut you don't have any idea if he's a great guy And um, but but for some reason, all these Republicans in Washington a year ago or two year year and a half ago wanted to give testimonials on his behalf. Now we know more, and we kind of know exactly what's up. So I I find that frustrating, and it bugs me. And then the second thing about this, um, you know, one, I don't think the president is going to um, pardon himself. One, because why would you pardon? I mean, you know, he hasn't done. I don't. don't There's any evidence he's done anything. So first of all, that would be dumb. Um, And while I think his pardon power is absolute with the exception of any case of impeachment. In other words, he can't can't pardon people from an impeachment hearing um, you know, under the terms of the Constitution. But but other than that, there's no qualifications on it. Um, But I do think that it would have impact. I mean people would be like, why are you pardoning yourself? It would be to me like almost an admission. So I don't think he'll do it. I think the press likes talking about it because – I think they they you know it sounds interesting or salacious to them but it's to me it's like debating how many angels can dance in the pit of a, pin of a needle it's kind of a theoretical topic that doesn't really have practical implication because the president will not be pardoning himself and um yeah he hasn't done anything so it's you know to me it's just a dumb topic for them to but they like it they like to talk about it because um I, I think they fantasize that deep down somewhere there's going to be some guilt on something. So they love thinking about this. And by the way, I know.
4: anyone who doesn't think that Mueller is a dirty cop, why did he hire 13 Democrats to run the uh, special investigation? 13 Democrats, one of which which is a major uh, Clinton Foundation donor. I mean the Republicans, Trey Gowdy and all these people that keep going to Mueller's defense are traitors. These people are, are
7: – are, are, they just sicken me yeah I think um one of the problems that uh uh that I see with this whole investigation is um you know normally I'm a law and order guy. normally I want to see but but the problem is is law and order can't be where the the people on the law side are as, as are not following the law. i mean that, that's the problem is this is an investigation where basically what they're saying is we're going to investigate people. And we'll find something on them, and that's actually not how our legal system works. When you go to right. get a warrant, you're investigating a crime, and so you have to have probable causes of a crime. And you have to go to a judge and say, we believe that so-and-so did X, and this is, we want a, a warrant to search the following locations for the following items. Um, but what you don't get to do is say, we think you know, Bob did something bad. We think Bob's a, a bad guy, and if you'll let me rummage through his stuff long enough, I can prove it to you. That's not a criminal investigation. That's not how it's done in America. It's not how it's ever been done. That's entirely illegal, and it's unconstitutional. But that's what this investigation is. This investigation is basically saying, I will find something. Just let me look long enough. And, and you know what? They haven't found anything on Donald Trump. They've found something on Paul Manafort, supposedly – they found something on someone else, supposedly. But, um, you know, so th- this is, um, it, it, it's not just illegal. And it has nothing it, to it, do with it, Russian it, collusion, those. those oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. It's it. it's 10 years ago. Apparently, he didn't file the right paperwork either on taxes or on his uh, foreign work. You know, it's like, okay, great. So that's what this is about.
3: And it's, you know, it, it, it's absolutely, and I, and I was talking about this at the beginning of the show that they found no sufficient evidence of Russian collusion. So then they go into his personal life, and then they go, you know, they go to his friends, they go to everybody he knows. They knock on his his damn nanny's door, for all we know. They, do- they knock on everyone's door that he knows, his neighbor's door, everyone. I mean, they want to find whatever damn evidence they can find to put him away. Their whole agenda is not an honest and thorough investigation like they claim. Do, you think, do they think we're stupid? You know, their their job is to get Trump out of there because they don't want Trump draining the swamp and exposing all of these people and doing all of these amazing things for America. I mean, we know this because D.C. has been built up of evilness for years and years and years,
7: and now there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, what you've got now is a group of people who are very much committed. Um, to frustrating and stopping the president. They, they, they saw the sake, election. They raided, they raided his doctor's office, for God's sakes. Yeah. The FBI. But, but, right. Now, I mean, these are people, but just so you understand, these are people who did not believe it was possible he was going to win. And if you understand that they didn't think he would win – and then yep. that's why everything that happened happened. You look at what the FBI yep. did. Um, all of this was on the assumption that Hillary was going to win, and so there would be no investigations yep. of what they did. There'd be no accountability. They, what Absolutely. they did would be appreciated. Hillary would like what they did, and therefore they would be benefited, their careers and so forth. All of a sudden, they wake up on election day after election day, and they're going, "Oh my gosh, you know, the wrong guy won, and now we got a problem." And and then they double down, and they um. And, and they basically go into overdrive to make sure that their insurance policy is cashed in. And, and so everything they did was designed to either prevent Donald Trump from being president before he was elected or after he's elected to neuter him and make it so that he effectively can't be president, either because he's sidelined or or they want to try to find impeachable, impeachable evidence, whatever it is. But it's it basically is, is – these are people who say – I don't like the results of the election. I, I can promise you, I did not like the, the results of the election in 2008 or 2012. It never even occurred to me to try to use the power of government and the levers of government to essentially undo an election. But that's what they've done, and that's what Robert Mueller's participating in. Yes. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Well said. That's right. Uh, yeah, J- Josh
3: or Gianni, any, you want to respond, guys?
4: Sure. Yeah, well, I I
6: feel,
4: just, yeah. Go ahead, Jani.
6: Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I, I, I just totally agree. I just don't, I don't understand what it's gonna take. Like, honestly, I just don't understand what it's gonna take. Like, I have no words to explain it. Like, I just don't know. I agree with that, and you know, I just don't know. It really, well, it's, I think it's like,
8: go ahead.
4: I was just going to say, um, I think when – I do believe the Republicans are going to win the midterms, and when I think they do win um, and they, they gain will. more seats. They will. they big. There's a red way. Yeah, and, and when they gain more seats, uh, I just don't see how much longer it can go on, you know? I Put it this yeah. way. I, I think if for some odd reason the Democrats were to win the House and the Senate, which I don't think is going to happen, I would say I'd be more worried. In other words, because they're basically on the same team, the left and and Mueller and the deep state. They're all on the same team, even the Republicans, the rhinos, you know, for that matter. So I think um, I think the more Republicans win and Trump candidates win, I think it's just going to I think it's going to take a lot for it to to slow down the investigation. Um, But I think in the end, nothing's going to happen to Trump. There's nothing is going to happen to him. He's an innocent man. And the whole talk of pardoning was just to say he has the power. So do you, do you agree with me that at the, in the end there's going to be nothing that's going to uh, bring President Trump down, and he will go on to win re-election overwhelmingly in 2020?
7: Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's, I, I don't think there's any chance uh, they've been searching for evidence of anything. And if they had evidence of something, we would have heard about it by now.
1: The fact we yep, have exactly. heard of nothing
7: means there is nothing there and um and there won't be anything there the reality is donald trump um he's not a perfect man but he is an american and he's a patriot and there's no way he was colluding with russia on anything he he believes in america first and he's a proud american and when they play this star-spangled star-spangled banner uh you know he can feel it in his chest and uh so you know he, the idea that he was doing something unpatriotic there is just stupid. Um, th- there won't be any evidence of that. And in answer to him winning re-election, um, I, I normally do not make predictions for you know, two and a half years, but he's going to win. Uh, I, you know, ask yourself who who voted for him in 2000. 2000- uh, 16 that won't vote for him in 2020? And the answer is a ton of people did not vote for him in 2016 because they were that told will. the stock market would crash. They were told that we would be involved in nuclear war. Yep. They, would, they um, were told that the world as they knew it would come to an end if this madman were elected. And the fact is that nothing but good has been happening. So some of the people who did not vote for him... In 2016, yeah. are gonna vote for him in 2020 because they will go. Right Wait on. a minute. We were told all this garbage, and none of it happened. Good stuff's been happening. And then, and then, let me ask you: Who that voted for him the first time is now gonna say, "Oh yeah, I'm off the wagon. Ba- am not. I'm off the wagon now. I'm not voting anymore for him." The answer exactly. is that that's a very, very you know, non-existent to small universe. So I see him winning the um, re-election in 2020. Pretty significantly I, I don't think it will be A, um, a particularly challenging Election cycle Yeah,
4: I, I, yeah well, He'll I'll win an
6: elect- go election well,
4: I got one more. Go ahead Well I just wanted well, yeah, to say real quick though This is what I always say to people I say to the liberals I say yes I said Donald Trump at 70 years old Gave up his private planes His private jet His private businesses He's losing money in his business He gave up a billionaire lifestyle At 70 years old to become president to work with Russia, and he's, lo- and he's lost he money president? doing it.
3: He's lost his network, some of his network doing it.
2: It was just out yeah, the other yeah, day.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sacrificing so his he... own life and his own wealth for us. I mean, that's that, that's uh, that's as good of a man as it gets, and
4: patriotic, patriotic as it gets. I'll tell you. Well, that's my yeah. point. I'm saying, so, uh, why would he do that at 70 years old if he really wanted to get Russia to work with? Uh, you know he wanted russia to interfere in our elections or in our government he would he's a billionaire he would just pay politicians off and lobby money right. why would he become right. president 70 years old you know it's just stupid the left has gone mad and there is no moderate democrat party anymore it is a far radical left
6: well, yeah so i have a question for a special guest so let's say yeah, go ahead, Johnny. Hypothetically, yeah let's say hypothetically speaking um the Democrats was to, you know, win big with the House and things and like that and win back the House and all that. Uh, which I don't believe would be the case. But hypothetically speaking, that's gonna hurt Trump and uh we the people's agenda. So when that if that was to happen, twenty twenty wouldn't that have an effect on voters like, all right, like what is the point if, you know, they got the house, so what is the point of this? Like what is the point of all of voting again? Like the agenda is basically damaged after that and and you know i i want to believe um that republicans you know all the hard work that we're doing you know with rory you know he's uh with arpaio and you know so forth and we're doing hard work out there in grassroots campaign and we're doing all we can for these midterms to uh have an effect for us but like you don't want to be wishful thinking either because this has happened to us and you know um uh, in other races, you know, where Democrats, we thought Republicans were going to win, and Democrats ended up win, winning. And to me, it's just like, I don't know, what is what is it going to take if that happens, which I hope does not happen. I don't believe it will happen. What is the plan after that?
7: Well, um, I agree with you that if I don't think that the uh, elections will go badly in the fall, historically they will tell you that – often the party in power will lose a lot of seats. That's not always the case, however, and um, it has been generally true. But imagine, like they like to say, like who was the last president to lose lots of seats? That would, that would be Mr. Obama. Mr. Obama lost like 65 seats in the House. The Republicans took back the House, and what caused that? Obamacare and the scandals and lies leading up to that. So um, – This president, actually, things are going well. He's cut taxes. He's accomplished all kinds of things. The economy is going well. Uh, Even things on the world stage are set up to see major strides forward improvements. So um, while I don't know that we'll pick up a lot of seats in the House, we could be somewhere from picking up one or two to only losing a handful as well. And so I see and my prediction is the Republicans will hold the House, And whether it's a few pickups or a few losses is largely irrelevant. They'll hold the House. And the Senate, they'll pick up seats. And they could pick up, quite frankly, anywhere between four and eight, as I see it, depending on some factors that have not yet been determined and so forth. But bottom line is, um, so if that happens, I see the Republican agenda rolling forward. Now, if it doesn't happen, let's assume I'm wrong, or something happens, and Republicans lose the House. They won't. They, I don't, they won't lose the Senate, but they, you know, if they lose the House, um, I think were, the, the Democrats will go hog wild, crazy, and try to do. I mean, one, I think that they'll impeach the president because of his, um, his his offensive and sensitive tweets. I'm not sure that you know that's not a high crime and misdemeanor, but that won't stop them. But So that would set up 2020 for there to be a big backlash because I think the Democrats, if with nothing else, will tremendously overstep. They will tremendously reach and not have any concept of what it means, Um, and uh, and as a result, they'll alienate Americans. I don't think they will uh, act judiciously and try to seem moderate or reasonable. They'll come across as the lunatic fringe that they are. So – but I don't think they're going to win. But if they were to win, I would argue it might set us up for even a better 2020 because um, they will they're essentially – yeah, they're, they'll prove themselves completely unworthy of, of leading the country.
6: Right. All right. I got, and I got, I got one more question. Go ahead, um, Johnny. So, yeah, and so for the governor race in California, for example – Like, I'm really a John Cox guy. You know, I'm not really for Travis Allen. I feel like he's a uh, wild cannon. You know, I don't know if he's serious or not. But I think uh, John Cox has a real good opportunity, you know, to be, you know, governor of California and change California.
3: He'll make California
6: great again. Yeah. So, like, what are your thoughts on do you think John Cox actually has a chance or is it just hype or, you know?
7: Well, I I think that – Republicans, you know, some people act as if California is real, um, real quick. A, George, a real
3: quick, George, before you, before just before, just yeah. sorry to
7: interrupt, but I just wanted to
3: comment on that real quick and just say absolutely. It's it, it's not it's not uncommon. Like I think what you're probably about to say, what I'm about to say, but there's a lot of people in California that a lot of people that don't know California well think it's just this leftist liberal uh, exactly you know, shithole that is only that ideology. But there's been a yeah. lot of Republican governors of California in the past. Look at Reagan. Look at Schwarzenegger. Right. Look, at, look, look at all of these governors that were Republican. There's been many of them. Yeah. So it's not an, un- it's Duke, not an uncommon thing. Duke Majin,
7: Pete Wilson. Um, yep. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And that, that's what I was going to say is um, certainly – In in recent years, on a statewide basis, Republicans have had a hard time winning elections. But it's not as if they're not getting votes. I mean they have – there's a lot of Republican congressmen. There's a history here. There are pockets of California that are very Republican. um, But they've had a hard time cobbling together the 50% plus one. So they've been consistently coming up a little bit short. But the answer is that could change. So I don't don't know enough about – you know the California race, how it's shaping up. To make a prediction yet, but I, I know enough to say this: if someone thinks that there's no way a Republican could win, and that there's or that there's no way a Democrat could lose, they're wrong. Republicans could win. I'm not. I don't know if they yep. will, but they they could, and and Democrats could lose. It's we're gonna be. A function on how good a campaign they run and some other factors that sometimes, you know, are kind of almost like the weather, meaning not the actual weather, but, you know, but the idea is John Cox will not control every circumstance that might help him. Or hurt him. Yeah. There are events that can happen that can doom a campaign in a tight election where you're fighting a slight right. uphill battle. Because I would argue he is doing a little bit of an uphill battle. And um, right. but with the right, with a little wind at his sail, some good, some good events, um, he could be the governor of, of California, and that would be a huge change, and it would be devastating blow to Democrats because they really, you thought they were upset about losing when Hillary lost. They believe yeah. they cannot lose. And, George, right. George, we
3: have to – got to switch topics fairly quickly on this. Okay. But I do want to say, say that we have a lot of big headlines to get to that I, we definitely want to definitely get your input on. But I just want to say about this California thing, and, and then, Josh, I'll let you give your, your thoughts on it real quick. But uh, the outrage of illegal immigration getting put uh, as such a high priority in California, that is turning a lot of even Democrat voters – into voting for Republicans and and for the, you know, and, you know because the, there's a lot of people that are sick of illegals flooding California and they've woken up and, and they want them to come, you know, they want the American people to come first and, you know, they're sick of being second-class citizens, Americans. Like illegals are getting put first in, in California in a lot of these situations with health care, welfare, all this BS, you know what I mean?
7: Right. No, I agree with you. I think um, uh, this is an example – we were just talking about this a minute ago. We talked about how Democrats, when they get a chance to govern, overstep yeah. and and do crazy things. Yeah. And I would argue what, that when you see what's what, going on in California, that's what's going on.
3: And it's not the Democratic Party it was 20, 30 years ago. This is, this, this is not JFK Democrat, and some of these people uh, have not got that out of their mind, but there's a lot of people that have also seen – the Democratic Party, the people that are registered Democrats have seen their party go so left that they're scared, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, it's gone so left that the Democratic Party, in my opinion, is shattered, I mean, in terms of what their
4: ideology is at this point. I mean, it's complete communism, and it's disgraceful. Here. California has a big problem of illegal aliens voting too, like I said before. You know, California admits that They give illegal aliens driver registration for vehicles. That they California admits they give illegal aliens housing, welfare, food stamps. But don't worry, the liberals in California are convinced. They are convincing us. They promise us that illegal aliens don't vote. They get every benefit known to man, and they get registration for vehicles to drive when they're in the state illegally, country illegally. They get freed from prisons by Jerry Brown. But don't worry, they are not voting in our elections. My ass. Yeah. Millions of
8: them yeah, are, I, I promise.
3: Yeah, I mean, when you, when you see, when when people, last thing I'm going to say about this, and then I, we got to move topics, we've really got to move topics, but after you see the disaster of Jerry Brown, and then you see his sidekick get Gavin Newsom running, I just don't think the people are going to fall for another Jerry Brown. And Gavin Newsom is a complete moron. I mean, that guy is, God, what a doofus. Um, but uh, I do want to, uh, Josh, if you have any thoughts, go ahead, man, on this, and then I got to move topics.
6: Yeah, I'll go.
5: I'll go real quick, just to reinstate what everybody else said. I think it's very interesting that the smart Democrats, who I would, you know, are I, I would say are Democrats in name only, have come to the middle, if not leaning right now, because of the yep. idiotic, you know, it, just the idiots that are being pushed idiotic ideas that are being pushed and uh you know it's, it's i'm very very glad to see it
3: absolutely
5: well said josh well said so
3: what i want to get to now actually real quick george if you could tell everybody um you know what you're doing right now and what you've done your resume is very impressive um because i've known you've been on my show before you've, you've told us but for anybody that doesn't know please explain and then i want to get to some big headlines
7: Sure, sure. I'll, I'll be real brief. Um, I run a, a think tank that was founded by Malcolm Wallop, a U.S. senator, friend of Ronald Reagan's. Um, it's called Frontiers of Freedom. Our website is ff.org. I've actually uh, been running that organization for, I guess, about 20 years now. And, um, you know, it's uh, I, I love going to work because every day I get a battle and, and fight for freedom and liberty and opportunity. And those are things I think really matter. And
3: absolutely, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've been the president of Frontiers for Freedom since 1998, is that correct?
7: Yeah, that's exactly
3: right. Very nice, very nice. And so what your prior work, you did a lot, you did legislation, you did stuff in D.C., you know, you've lived, you know, through it, you've, you've done quite a bit.
7: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, sadly, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm a grandfather now. I'm in my 50s. <laughs> I don't feel old, but uh, um, I, my kids will remind me that I'm starting to get a little gray hair in my uh, temples. So um, I, I blame that on them, but they don't seem to agree with any of that. So, <laughs> you know, but on a practical level, um, these are things that I've just been involved in it for a long time, and I enjoy it, and it's important yeah. to me. It's a hobby. Yeah. It's a love. It's, it's what I do yeah. professionally. It's, um, you know, I feel like, I feel like uh, a, a baseball player who's told out of high school that he can actually make a living playing baseball. Not that politics is a game. It's more important than that. But, um, but you know, it's um, – but I enjoy it that much. And, and you're often in Washington,
3: you know, uh, you know, putting different deals together, trying to get stuff passed. I mean, I know you're working on some stuff.
7: Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, I'm, uh, you know, my goal is to work with people of like minds, and if I can, uh, like this, I think it was Reagan who said, uh, if folks aren't doing the right thing, uh, you know, make them feel the heat. Uh, you know, if they can't see the light, make them feel the heat. So, <laughs> so, uh, w- you know, we'll cooperate with people where they're uh, of a mind to be cooperative, and if not, then we'll try to uh, make them feel the heat. So
3: you so you were you met you you, you met and talked to Reagan uh, a few times it sounds like
7: um, you know it's an interesting thing he was running for office he was the first person I ever voted for in my very first election and I didn't fully appreciate how important that election or how big a deal it was I just thought oh yeah he's a great guy president and four years later I'll be able to do that again and of course I was able to vote for him another time four years later and I just thought that every four years I was going to get a chance to vote for someone like Ronald Reagan and of course I actually haven't had a lot of Ronald Reagans to vote for for president um, you know I uh, we we've got a president in the white house now who is doing the sorts of things one would expect of, of a ronald reagan but to be honest there weren't a lot of those in between is my point but um right. you know i one of the things i really love, though about ronald reagan was the fact that one time he said people say i'm a great communicator but i'm not a great yeah. communicator i communicate great ideas and they're not my right. – Oh, you just disconnected. He'll call back in.
3: Disconnected. Got got. Cut. He'll call back right
4: back in. He's right about Reagan. Yeah. Fuck. See when that happens. Sorry,
3: guys, for the inconvenience. But uh, wow, what a he was on a great. Um, that was great. Um, let me let me get him back on real quick.
8: Mm-hmm.
4: Let me um, – bear with me, guys.
3: But, you know, uh, he's, you know the president we have in office right now, they, they, him and Reagan, Trump and Reagan, so many similarities. That's for damn sure.
4: Trump will be better. Trump will go down, actually, when it's all said and As done. That's greatest. Uh, better than Reagan. And Reagan is no joke. Reagan is the best. But – Trump is seriously, in within two years as president, the amount of accomplishments he has done. And I'm not talking little accomplishment.
7: I'm talking major accomplishments. All right, we got George.
3: Oh, absolutely. He'll be the greatest ever. We got George calling
7: back in. Sorry, I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, I don't George, know where you're where back I on, off, on the line. But... You're back on the line, buddy. Sorry, I was talking away and thought I was answering the question. and Then I realized when I finished that there's nobody was res, uh, responding back. And then I realized, oh, I'm not on the line anymore. So I don't know what happened, but where did I drop off? Because I, I can complete the thought if I.
3: You you were just explaining how great of guy Reagan was, and you know that, oh, yeah. all that good stuff.
7: Yeah, and I, but we now have a president like that again. So my point is <laughs> exactly. my very first election. And now yeah. I'm a grandfather. I have my my second opportunity, um right, I guess my third because I voted for him twice yes. in the you know, but you know, so I'm hoping for a third and fourth opportunity to vote for someone of that stature. And we have that, and I think that's important. It makes a yeah, difference absolutely. you look at the country. We were doing better when Ronald Reagan was president. We're doing better now that Mr. Trump is president,
3: yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Hey, Josh, I know you had a question about the Supreme Court.
5: Yeah, no, hey, I just wanna get your take here about the Supreme Court ruling on the uh the Colorado um uh bakery case. I'm gonna get um, hey, Josh, Josh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get that to happened.
3: that Josh, I'm gonna get to that in a second. I'm gonna get to that. That's one of the main things I was Perfect. gonna get to. Um, but first of all, what I wanna get to uh with you, George, is I have been so ecstatic and excited today and jumping up and down because Dennis the best rebounder in nba history rodman is going to north korea with president trump and they're all going to be on national tv together oh my god this is like this is perhaps to be the biggest ratings ever i mean this is everybody is going to be watching this i mean you have got three of possibly i mean these, i mean trump's a villain in a lot of people's eyes rodman's a villain in a lot of people's eyes Kim Jong-un's a villain in a lot of people's eyes. But also, we know Trump is loved in many eyes. Rodman has a lot of fans. Uh, Kim Jong-un, uh, I don't know how many fans he has. But it's just going to be entertaining nonetheless, and we know this. Um, Absolutely. But And Rodman, and I've been following Rodman and his thing for, you know, for a long time. He's had this bromance, this close relationship, this... Uh, you know just this bond with Kim Jong Un and he, and he's been over there exactly uh so either like five or six times i was reading the other day Dennis Rodman and he's the only american uh to meet with Kim Jong Un uh face to face which is pretty impressive and you know the media kind of is laughing and kind of trying to joke around and Make fun of Rodman and say, "Ah, oh, this is a lot of publicity. This is a lot of." What Trump? I'm not denying it. It's some publicity, but at the same time, you know, you have a guy, Dennis Rodman, who's close with Trump. You know, he was on the a Celebrity Apprentice, and him and Trump have remained in contact. And he's a Trump supporter. He's made that clear, Dennis Rodman. And you have. You know Rodman. You know this is like a build-up thing. Like Rodman has been making a relationship with Kim Jong Un for many, for all these last few years. And you know he gave uh, Rodman gave Kim Jong Un a bunch of Trump books, uh, a bunch of you know various uh, stuff of Trumps. And I I just think, and Rodman had a lot of talks with Kim Jong Un on how good of a guy Trump is and give him a chance. And you know obviously Trump was very tough on Kim Jong Un. You know, Trump stood his ground. Trump wasn't playing games with Kim Jong-un. But now, I mean, Rodman Rodman deserves credit, and there's not enough people giving him credit, which bothers me.
7: Well, you know, the interesting thing is I think that um, Trump is smart in this sense. Um, I mean, he's smart in many senses, but on this particular issue, what's smart about this, Dennis Rodman doesn't have any – Credentials that would suggest he's a diplomat you know, No one's going to make him <laughs> The uh, Secretary of uh, uh, you know, State or anything like that They're not ambassador going to make him the ambassador but, um, but I think What Trump understands is The psychology of Kim Jong Un Kim Jong Un is a wannabe yep. uh, Leader yep. He wants to be accepted yep. He wants to be in the yep. limelight He wants to be re- yep. uh, respected yep. And so yep. and, his goal And we
3: know real quick George We know Uh, Kim Jong-un, we know that his temper tantrums and these whiny incidences and these demands that he's made with, uh, you know, pussies like Obama and these past presidents that have given in, you know, Trump's not going to play that game. And Kim Jong-un, believe it or not, not, is struggling in his economy in North Korea, and he needs the United States' help. And, uh, you know, remember when he tried to threaten us and Trump walked away, and then Kim Jong-un came back the next day and said, Oh, no, Mr. Trump, I want to meet with you. I'll do whatever it takes. But, yeah, you you know what I mean?
7: Right. No, I think that's exactly – and I think that what Dennis Rodman um, adds to this is it, it will help – I mean, because I don't – I think that when this happens, it will happen because of Trump, not because of Rodman. But Rodman right. is useful because yes, Rodman – brings with him one a friendship yes. they've developed and two yes. it'll just make the entire event a little more celebrity oriented <laughs> and this is something that mr <laughs> you know Un wants. i can't
3: wait oh uh, it's next tuesday a matter of fact it's june 12th next tuesday oh my god i cannot wait i'm like jumping up and down this is going to be the greatest national television event uh you know of all time i mean this let's is going to be the, unbelievable let's uh
4: Let's be honest, though. The only reason Trump's bringing Dennis Rodman to North Korea is to show of respect a to try and to try and get because he knows Kim Jong Un likes Dennis Rodman. There's no other reason yep. Trump's bringing him there. Trump's bringing yep. him as a sign of respect to say, "Hey, I know you like this yeah. guy. I brought him with me. Let's sit down yeah. and talk." So, yeah. Trump is and Trump extremely and Rod- smart.
3: And, and Zolo, Trump and Rodman are friends. You know, they, they, they have a friendship. They've they've known each other for a long time. I mean. Um, but you know, you're, you're right. I mean, this is, this is definitely out of respect and he knows Kim Jong-un and, and Rodman are friends. Um, and George, you know, this meeting, you know, what's your prediction, you know, of how this is going to go? I think it's going to go really well, actually. I, I cause you know, um, Trump is, yeah. uh, Trump is the guy holding, holding the Trump's on offense here. Trump has all the, uh, the cards.
7: I agree with that, and I think that um, – I do think it will go well. I think that um, – I don't know that we'll get 100% of everything we want immediately. It may be phased yeah. in over time, and that's okay, Take time. but um, yeah. but I think that we'll be surprised. The other thing that was good news is I understand that he, Trump is not just going to sign some agreement. He's going to actually follow the constitutional provisions and run it yeah. through the Senate for confirmation. And it's like, yes. hey, we got somebody who actually you know, passed high school civics for a change in, in government. I know they used to say Barack Obama taught constitutional law, and all I can say to that is that's total BS. There's no way he taught constitutional law. He doesn't have the faintest idea what it says. Yeah, I'm not sure he's ever oh. even read it, much less taught it. For the record, <laughs> I actually have taught constitutional law.
3: No, I, I know you have. I know you have. You, you, you've done – yeah, you, you absolutely have. I know that. I, re- I read that. Um, and, and you know, you know what you know what interests me is you had the second biggest, most powerful man in North Korea, Kim Jong Chol, uh, meet with a Trump on Friday at the White House, where he delivered Kim Jong Un's personal letter. Which I mean, and that's incredible. You have, I mean, look at the things that are happening. It's like mind blowing.
7: Right. I mean, you have to understand that uh, two years ago. Before the election, when people talked about, if you elect Donald Trump, then fill in the blank, the dot, dot, dot was, we will be at war with Korea. We will be at war with Iran. We will be at war with Russia. We will be at war with China. We will be – the stock market's going to crash. I mean, it was the horribles of horribles. Everything bad was going to happen. It's like, wait a minute, guys. That's what happened when your guy was in charge. The whole world caught on fire. I mean name me the part of the world that was better off after eight years of, of of Barack Obama. I I I don't know where that would be the case. Maybe there's an island somewhere in the in the South Pacific that was better off, just you know, out of dumb luck. But nobody on the planet, there's no region of the world that was better Iran off. Iran was better off. Iran was better off. Well, yeah, I guess Iran itself was better off, but the Middle East became a, a dumpster fire.
4: <laughs> Absolutely.
7: Yeah, lots what of I our agree. enemies were better off. I would agree with that. I mean, I, most of our enemies were far better off while Barack Obama was in charge because they ruled the roost while he led from behind.
4: Come on, man. What about those five, those five terrorists from Gitmo that Obama released? They're not better off now because of Barack Hussein Obama? Come on.
7: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying America's not better off. And our allies aren't, weren't better off. I mean, basically I know, the only know, people man. who I'm profited were the bad guys.
4: I absolutely. I'm just I'm just messing around, man.
3: Hey, um, you know, uh, jo- George, I want to, you know, I know you have to uh, our time uh, is, is almost up. Um, but I do I do want to ask you before you go. Um, you know, Syria uh Assad uh, is planning plan is meeting going to meet with Kim Jong Un, and you know what that means? Uh, you know, the alliance between Russia and Assad and Syria with the nuclear weapons. And maybe they're trying, what I figured is they're doing some sort of backup plan with Kim Jong-un uh, to try and screw over the U.S. I mean, why else would Assad be yeah. going over to meet with North Korea, Kim
7: Jong-un? They're trying to sabotage something with our president. Well, I think one thing's for sure, uh, Donald Trump's smart enough that he's going to make it very clear. You're going to have to pick who you want to be your friend. And if you'd like for me and the United States to be your friend, you're going to have to give up your friendship with Iran. You're going to have to give up your friendship with, you know. He's going to make it clear if we're going to date, it's just going to be, it's just going to be us. It's going to be exclusive. This is not going to be an open relationship, as it were, to borrow that metaphor. And so I don't know what they're going to meet and talk about beforehand, but I can guarantee you, when Donald Trump sits down to have a chat with them, one of the things that's going to be very clear is. That um, he's going to make it, you know there's a new sheriff in town, and, and you're not going to be buddy, buddy with uh, Assad, you're not going to be buddy- buddy with the Ayatollah, and um, you know, we'll, so I, I don't know what they're going to talk about for, for sure. I just know that Donald Trump won't put up with that. Absolutely. I know well said, well said, and uh, you know it, it's always a
3: pleasure having you on, George. Um, I want to thank you, and I want to have you back very soon.
7: Um, absolutely before i run yeah, did you want to cover the issue of the supreme court case or is that for a different segment
3: yeah i mean you know i i know Josh. i i have my my second guest just called in and i want to introduce him shortly I'm okay in a few sounds minutes good. um but no real problem. quick yeah i know i know josh wants to ask you a question
5: yeah honestly it was just more of a general question of what does this mean for for freedom and what what are and, I guess when does this get brought back up again where another case goes to the Supreme Court? How long do you think the LGBTQ movement will wait?
7: God, they're so entitled. Um, yeah. I don't think it will be long. I think that they will because this, this decision was definitely a victory for us, and uh, um, and I ultimately I, I'm a person of faith, and my view is you have to have religious liberty. Um, This man will sell cupcakes to gay people. He'll sell donuts, whatever. He just says, I'm not – and if they want to buy a cake and have it at their wedding, that's fine. But he was asked to decorate a cake to celebrate their wedding, and he's like, I don't do that. And, And basically, I would argue just the 13th Amendment. So you can't make someone serve and work for you in something they disagree with.
6: Exactly the 13th like amendment it, outlaws
7: I, slavery and I would argue that if 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 a person can walk in could, you know my, like for example if I'm if I'm a member of the KKK could I walk in and and ask a Jewish baker to make me um you know a, a cake with um you know the, the robes of uh you know the whatever they're called and you know or a noose and and then when he says I'd actually I don't want to do that I'm not comfortable you know so he, he can make me do it, or if I'm if I'm a Holocaust survivor, could you could I go into a Jewish baker and make him make me a cake with a swastika on it? Hey, and and I don't you, think I can do that. I don't understand why we can make people do things like that. You're you're absolutely
3: right, George. Um, and you know, I just want to say real quick, it's you know what the hostility and the hatred for Christianity. There is I mean people want to change history and change Christianity especially the LGBT community and that's called bigotry. When you want to force your beliefs on Christianity and somebody else, that's called bigotry. So they want to complain we're bigot, LGBT community is bigots. They're the bigots when they try to attack a Christian baker for going against his beliefs. They're
7: unacceptable.
8: Right. I mean, that's, who, the court I mean, held. that's entitlement, the
3: court- and they think they
7: think we owe them something. They think Christians owe them something, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that, what this case was really about was whether or not Christians can he- have hi- closely held beliefs that are considered controversial by some, or if the government can mandate that those relie- those yep. beliefs are illegitimate.
3: Yep. Yeah. And you never you never hear you know if, if this happened to a Muslim or. Uh, you know, you never. This would have never been talked about on the news if a if this if a if a Muslim uh, you know refused service or any other person of color refused service to somebody. You, you know that. I mean, the liberal media wouldn't even talk about it. That's the truth. You know, it's it, it's always about Christians. Christians are always targeted. It's sickening. But yep. and you know what I mean, George.
8: Oh yeah, absolutely. It, All
2: it's, right, It's George. one of the
7: last forms of of uh, respectable. Uh, persecution and prejudice is the dislike of uh, Christians.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. You, well said, George and George, I want to thank you for coming on George Landrith, everybody, a very smart guy, legislator, political strategist, entrepreneur and president of frontiers for freedom. George, we will have you back on soon. Um, you know, God bless you, man. And uh, thanks for all your insight. It's, it's been a blast having you on. It's always
7: great to be on the show with you guys. You're awesome. Take care. You I, right.
3: I want to welcome to the show attorney, fed, federal prosecutor, constitutional expert, and best-selling author, David. David, how do you pronounce your last name? I've been trying.
8: <laughs> it's all right, Roy. It's just Stokus.
3: And I didn't mean to, uh, you know, make you wait a few minutes. I just we we were just finishing up. I. Uh, you know, he he was on for a little bit. I uh, I hope uh, I hope you're I hope you're okay. I hope you weren't upset that you had to wait like
8: a few minutes. No, it's it's no problem. I was listening to you guys. It was uh, pretty interesting, and I presume we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, Supreme Court case as well. So I was interested to uh, hear George's uh, George's take on it. It was an interesting uh, comment he made about the Thirteenth Amendment, uh, but. Uh, even though they, they, there was some, there's some interesting things about that. So, wherever well, you want to get to, uh, Rory, we'll get to. Uh, so, so, so here, here's what.
3: Here's what you know, David. What, what I what I want to know, and, and I'm sure the audience wants to know. You, you you have a great resume. You know, you you have you've done a lot in your life. You've uh, fulfilled many achievements. Uh, so please, uh, you know, tell us about your history. Tell us about. You know uh, your story, your your career, uh, and then uh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to for people that don't know. I I know you've been on before, but you know we always get a lot of new listeners. So
8: oh, no, that's that's fine uh, You said federal prosecutor. Actually, I was pretty much of an uh, interesting anomaly. I was a, a Republican who was a prosecutor in Cook uh, County, state's attorney in Cook uh, County, Illinois. Which of course is uh, you don't get much bluer than Cook uh, County. So I was uh, I was kind of an anomaly there. So I was, a, I was a prosecutor there. I was a Republican candidate for the United States Congress in 1990. Uh, my best friend uh, during that period of time that helped me out there was uh, Speaker Gingrich. And uh, so we have an ongoing uh, relationship there. And <clears throat> I've been um, doing uh, defense work, uh, criminal defense work, for uh, a number of years now. I've been a lawyer for about 30 years. I recently had an interesting article about the oath of office to firefighters in the fire and rescue magazine. We, uh, we counted it up, and I've actually uh, taken an oath to support the Constitution eight times in my life uh, during, the, during that course. And as you mentioned, I got a couple of books out. One's uh, Constitutional Soundbites, which has 150 uh, questions and answers about the founding documents. And then... Uh, in the uh, Coming up In the run up To the 4th of July People might be interested In uh, checking out uh, Creating the Declaration Of Independence Which has to do with The thought process That Thomas Jefferson Went through In uh, putting together The Declaration of Independence At a time when uh, It was There was a real possibility Of he and any number Of those people Having their heads cut off By the British uh, So So uh, Creating the Declaration of Independence is, is my most recent book uh, and it's a great 4th of July book and it's a great 4th of July uh, I would say um, present, if, say, if you wanted to give somebody a present for the 4th of July Creating the Declaration of Independence would be great for that yeah. and uh, I'm doing some speaking I've done some stuff with Turning Point USA uh, the uh, the organization that Charlie Kirk founded that's now on more than a thousand college campuses Teaching, uh, teaching college students uh, liberty and free market, uh, free market values and I'm happy to do that and I, actually I'm, I've got a new project that I'm working on. I don't know if you've heard about a young man by the name of Shane Louvet but Shane has uh, uh, actually uh, can legitimately refer to uh, Donald Trump as his president and his friend and uh, the president actually uh, called Shane into the, uh, into, into the tent. At the uh, at a, at an event uh, the day before the inauguration, they met based on his work in, uh, during the campaign, and the president found out. Really, he was the president-elect at the time, and he found out some situations regarding uh, Shane and uh, his dad and his dad's uh, battle with cancer. And uh, President uh, President Trump actually wrote Shane a personal check for ten thousand dollars to help out. Yeah, uh, that. help his his family. Out. Well, I'm working with Shane. Uh, he, the, Shane and his dad actually, uh, this past February, spent a couple hours in the Oval Office. And during, and one of the one of the things that the president was impressed by was that ten thousand dollars Shane had taken, and turned. He's 24 years old, and he turned every dime over to his dad to help with the medical expenses. He didn't go buy a car. He didn't go get some new. Electronics or anything like that He he helped, he helped his dad out And as he was Walking out of the Oval Office uh, President Trump said to, uh, said to Shane, he says, you know, really The whole world needs to know your Story and the story uh, about The relationship between you And your father, the, the bond is so strong So uh, Shane and I Are friends and uh, now we're working on The uh, book that uh, the President suggested and we're Very, very excited about that and uh, we hope to. We we expect we're going to be talking to the president again pretty soon about that uh, about that book project. So uh, that's what's that's what's going on right now, and uh, I'm, I'm very very excited about working with Shane on this project. And he's here in Illinois. I'm in Chicago, and Shane's is, he's from a town of about 900 people. And, wow! Uh, so it was really exciting. Uh, there's some really exciting stuff. Uh, happened to him. I just uh, I was just talking to him about the inauguration day and his uh, his experiences, and he was spent, wound up spending time with uh, Tim Allen and Triple H and uh, John Voight, Uh Based on uh, you know, of course, he had met the president the day before. Uh, Shane's a really interesting guy, and he's they call him uh, they actually call him the meme king. He uh, he put out during the course of the campaign. He put out a meme that uh, was. Uh, uh, it was headlined leader of the pack. There's a picture of uh, candidate Trump at the time, leader, or uh, excuse me, thrown to the wolves, came back leader of the pack. And the way Shane designed it, it had more than uh, four million shares uh, during the course of the election. So, uh, that's one that's certainly among the things that endeared him to the president. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, yeah. that, what.
3: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's imp- I mean, so impressive. And you, 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 I know you talked about that, uh, you know, the last time you were on the show,
4: which was about two months
3: ago, I think. Um, you're a good friend of the show, and we appreciate having you on. But I remember you mentioning that um, you were writing this. You were in the middle of, uh, I think you said in Florida, writing
8: this book, correct? I was in Florida doing research, getting ready for uh, writing. Now we're in the process of actually actual writing. Uh, we just got uh, actually confirmed yesterday that uh we're pretty excited about this too. uh Charlie Kirk the uh, executive director and founder of uh, Turning him. Point. Uh Charlie's uh, Charlie's a friend I've talked to, I've spoken at a couple of the uh, Turning Point events and uh Charlie has uh, agreed to do the forward uh for the book. Uh so we're uh, so that uh, that's a that's a real nice uh, Nice situation for us. We're happy to have uh, Charlie helping us out, participating, and actually. Uh... Speaking, speaking
3: of speaking of speaking of Charlie Kirk, um, I want to play a clip real quick. Uh, the first 500 days, he he specifies Trump's accomplishments perfectly. I'm going to play this clip real quick for uh, the audience, and sure. then I want to get back
4: to you. I want to get back to you, uh, David. Uh, but three
5: uh, five.
3: Here it
4: is.
9: Today at noon will mark President Trump's 500th day in office, and while some in the media won't admit it, our Commander-in-Chief has actually racked up a pretty impressive list of accomplishments. Here to discuss the Founder and Executive Director of Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk. Charlie, good to have you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. uh, Let's start. Uh, one of the things the president said when he was a candidate is, you put me in the Oval Office and I will cut as much red tape. And dramatic deregulation is certainly uh, being accomplished.
1: That's right. It's the most dramatic deregulation in American history. You know, on the campaign trail, he uh, famously promised to cut uh, one new re- two, regula- two new regulations for every one that's put on the books. Ambitious. And the, new, the numbers are in. I mean, he cut 22. Every new one put on the books. It is the largest reduction in the federal registry in American history. And so, look, even Bush, who was a free market guy, supposedly, the federal registry grew under Bush. It grew under Obama. It grew under Clinton. And for those of us that have really Understood. What has been putting American business less competitive over the last decade? Right. Regulation is the true tax on American business.
9: And I can't tell you how many people I know in business just love the fact that they're cutting a lot. That's of red right. Tape.
1: And it lowers the cost of compliance. It makes us more competitive internationally. And this is something that it's really hard to, to see up front. Right. But you see, when, when, a, when a business has less compliance costs has to deal with less lawyers and less regulators, that's where you're going to start the economy uh, moving again.
9: 500 days in, historic economic success. You look at it, uh, 223,000 jobs added in May, the unemployment at 3.8%, 627 labor participation, GDP estimate 4.7%. Undel-
1: by the Atlanta Fed. Unbelievable. Right. So look, the New York Times said it best, we've run out of words to describe how good these job numbers are. But not only that, here's something that needs to be talked about, record low black unemployment, right. record low Latino unemployment, the largest tax cut in American history, the repealing of the individual mandate tax, which really isn't talked about a lot, which is a tax on my generation. So think about it. You're a 29-year-old, you're still trying to get you know your life going, and next thing you know, the government is paying you because you have to buy expensive and pricey health insurance. President Trump got rid of that. Uh, it is is the healthiest, strongest economy of my generation, if not the last 50 years.
9: And just imagine the impact uh, President Trump is having on the judiciary. One in eight appellate judges now are from the Trump
1: administration. It's totally amazing. And so if you look at the verticals that the left thought they were going to control, they thought they were going to control the media, education, politics, and then the courts. And really what they've been most upset about is the fact that President Trump is reshaping the federal judiciary for a lifetime. Like you said, one out of eight justices now appointed by him, and we can't forget the amazing uh, Justice uh, Neil Gorsuch.
9: Okay, um, okay, we're 500 days in, still no wall, still no trillion-dollar infrastructure.
1: We need it look the president has a willingness and a pen ready to sign these bills we need republicans in congress to, st- to step up and fulfill the trump promises and the pr- trump agenda i will say this though where he has been able to make decisions he, he's the first president in American history to be attacked by the media for keeping his promises. You look at you look at moving the embassy to Jerusalem, withdrawing from TPP, right. the massive deregulation, as we talked about, the canceling of the Iran deal. When, when the chips are down, President Trump says, what did I say on the trail? What did I promise voters? Because he is, he's not owned by donors. He's not owned by elites. He was put there by voters, the American people.
9: So today marks 500 days. He still has... 962
1: left in his No, train. no, no, what are you talking about? He has another four after <laughs> that Because he's going to get convincingly re-elected
9: All
3: right, uh, Charlie Kirk, thank you very thank- much So, yeah, I mean Charlie Kirk is so sharp and so Brilliant, and, you know, that that's another Thing I, I was going to get into, you know In a second was the 500 Days, I mean, unbelievable, I mean No president has even come Close to accomplishing What Trump has done, Trump is a a profound machine. He's a miracle worker. There's nothing he can't do. He proves everybody wrong every time every time somebody doubts him. And he's fulfilled. No and he's fulfilled and he's fulfilled seventy percent of his promises. Seven zero. Seventy percent in his first year. Unheard of.
8: That's absolutely unheard of. That's a that's a statistic from the Because Heritage most Foundation. presidents real yeah. real
3: quick real quick, David, sorry to interrupt, but most presidents don't when they leave office. They they they're lucky to fulfill ten percent of their promises.
8: Absolutely no, they they put them on the back burner. No, the, the President Trump is because he owes nothing to anybody. You know, I I saw him in uh, Elkhart, Indiana, a couple of weeks ago, and he yes. was talking about the the uh, actually the, the day that the uh, North Korean uh, prisoners had been released, and he he met him at three in the morning. He was in that. Elkhart, Indiana, at uh, six in the evening. It, the, the, man, the man's an Energizer bunny for crying out loud. And uh, yeah. but beyond all that, he was talking about that they they put on his desk a, uh, a budget and a bill and a, and in a, an order to sign to uh, build a new embassy in uh, in uh, Jerusalem. And he yeah. said that they uh, he started to sign it and he said that. Uh, he said, "How much is this going to be?" They said, "Well, it's one point five billion dollars, Mr. President." He said, "Man, that mm-hmm. sounds like an awful lot of money." And uh, he uh, he said, "You know, he, I he, I got the Donald done, but I didn't got it down money. to like three hundred million or something." He got it down to three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, three hundred thousand. He got it down to three hundred three hundred thousand dollars. Although they already had a building there, they had to make some security improvements. And improve the residence for the uh, ambassador, and what they had told him of 1.5 billion, he wound up yeah. spending, uh, authorizing 300 thousand dollars. This happens day in and day out. He thinks yeah. about these things. You know, another president that had been the- elected by the people that, that had been elected because of uh, people that were making uh, donations for contracts and et cetera, et cetera, would have signed, uh, Would assign it. Uh, yeah, go spend the billion five. And give, make sure you give the business to my friends. He said, "No, that's a lot of money. We don't. Let's. Do, what can we get it done for? Get it done for three hundred grand, as opposed to one point five billion. Amazing, amazing. That's that's he a small story.
3: One day, he, he delivers on a new promise every day, and it, it's absolutely remarkable. And I, we, we are, we do. Have, I do want to get to a lot of topics. And I know everybody wants to talk about a lot of topics, but." a couple of things I want to announce real quick just so I can get through this. Um, Let me see here. So the FBI, Hillary Clinton email scandal is the center of an upcoming, upcoming Senate hearing. So, you know, we won't probably talk about that until we'll see what happens. I mean, we've, we've seen this BS before. I saw this headline today that, you know that the Hillary email scandal. Uh, there'll, there'll be an upcoming Senate hearing, but that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. I mean, we saw Zuckerberg do a Senate hearing, and the guy walked out, and the guy lied several times. I mean, I until until anything is actually official, and she's in jail, you know, I'm not gonna believe it. I'm not like, gonna, you know, it's just it's, she she's getting away with with all of this stuff, and it's like, you know, Jeff Sessions. We have the worst, uh, you know, attorney general, I tell you. That guy, Jeff Sessions, Mr. Magoo, he is the worst. Uh, that guy is a, a wimp and a disgrace. Uh, Hillary Clinton should be in jail. And, you know, the fact that other other people are taking the initiative on this uh, massive issue with, with her email scandal and Attorney General Jeff Sessions is staying away from it, very suspicious, very suspicious. you got Devin Nunes. And you got you know all these other people, um, uh, uh, Tom Fitton. Um, you, you got people that are working that are trying to you know get 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 to this for Trump and and, they, and re, you know reveal the details to the American people. You got so much swamp creatures. It's just dirty. So you know I I I don't like to spend a lot of time on Hillary. I never do. She's a loser. She's a lowlife. She's a uh, fucking crybaby. I just can't stand her. She makes every excuse in the world of why she lost. So what I what I want to get to though with you what is really amazing is Kanye West all of his top 7 songs on Apple Music and Spotify. I mean all the top 7 songs on Apple Music and Spotify are from Kanye West's new album. Now 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 you cannot tell me that it has nothing to do with him coming out and having all the love and admiration for Trump. I mean, that helped him gain so many followers, and, and everybody said his career is over. He supports Trump. Watch him fall. Watch him fail. Watch him not sell albums. Watch his people stop listening to music. He's breaking every song on his album is in, in the top on Apple Music and Spotify. It's unbelievable. Breaking music records. This guy is a, is a huge impact on the black community and helping the black vote strongly. There's no doubt about it.
8: Well, there's no question about it, and it, it really, it, which brings us back to Turning Point uh, USA, because it all started with uh, Candace uh, yep. and his, uh, his, endorsement of, uh, his his endorsement of his endorsement of her. As a uh, yeah. free-thinking uh, black woman, yep, and yep. It, it all started. It, so it was uh, Kanye actually was affected by Turning Point USA too, which uh, yeah. I, I'm telling you, Charlie, Charlie's, Charlie's going to be president one of these days. It's going to be fantastic, uh, and uh, so you can, you can, you
1: can, you
8: yeah. can bring, yeah, you can you can bring Kanye around at Turning Point, uh, yeah. and yeah. so yeah. Uh, so it's a fantastic situation. Uh, any or, uh, any any millennial uh, listeners that are going to college, they should look up the Turning Point USA chapter on their on their uh, on their campus because these are some great great people and they're the ones that uh, it was his Kanye's endorsement of Candace that started uh, started his road to uh, coming out as a as a Trumpster uh, and so. Yeah, there's uh, there's there's wrong predictions, which of course brings us uh, around to uh, perhaps even uh, the whole Roseanne situation. How big that was, uh, that show was going on, and uh, I think uh, ABC, unfortunately, uh, they made a mistake. I suspect they're that's that a double gonna be standard. You see liberals
3: else. make you see liberals make comments like Roseanne all the time, but they keep their shows and they they get uh, they get a pass. But as soon as a conservative does it, all hell breaks loose.
8: Yeah,
9: yeah, that's true. There's a,
8: clearly, clearly a double standard. You know, there's there's no way uh, this Samantha B should continue to be oh, on, the, uh, on the. she's such a cunt.
3: Sorry for my, I can. I can, We can say whatever we want on there. This is unfiltered, explicit. <laughs> but she called Ivanka Trump a cunt. I think she needs to look in the mirror. That slob. That is smelly. What guy guy got she's so gross. She looks like a. Oh God, Samantha B. That rhymes. Wow, that rhymes. Um, you know, but yeah, God, I tell you, I tell you, man, you know, you you got you got all these people on the left that can get away with saying stuff like that, like calling the first, you know, the, the the president's daughter a cunt on live TV, and she still has her show. It's unbelievable. Can you imagine if a conservative said that they'd be done? They wouldn't work
2: again.
8: They wouldn't work again anywhere. You're exactly right. Uh, you know, and so that's it's very very curious.
3: It, it does, it absolutely but. does And you're, you know, you're a prosecutor You're an attorney You know, I want to get your thoughts Because, you know, Andrew McCabe Is now seeking Immunity He is seeking He is seeking immunity And we all know what that means He's going to rat out Comey He's going to rat out Hillary Or, well, Hillary's currently his People close to her But Andrew McCabe is crying like a little a puppy dog. This guy is either he's gonna get a reduced prison sentence because he lied under oath mm-hmm. to Congress, and we all know uh, John Brennan was involved with all of this. I mean, wh- wh- give me your give me your thoughts, Dave, you know, David. I I'm curious because you're a prosecutor, you're an attorney. Isn't this ridiculous?
8: It's a, it's absolutely ridiculous. This whole. Uh... You know, these guys broke so many so many laws uh, Clearly Hillary broke laws Clearly uh, McCabe did Clearly uh, Comey did uh, In terms of the fact that he uh, He took uh, government property And then uh, leaked it In violation of the Espionage Act And he admitted that he leaked it uh, he's, he's just a little bit too cute uh, you, you unfortunately addressed the problems With Sessions at the front end Of the front end of the, yes. end of the show uh I, the question is who's going to who's going to lead the prosecutions uh, you don't really need a special prosecutor uh, for these kinds of things. You, it should be done uh, by the uh, by the attorney at the direction of the attorney general uh, and so we'll be uh, looking forward apparently to this uh, IG report but clearly each and every one of these people uh, broke laws it'd be interesting to see. If in fact Congress is uh, willing to give uh, McCabe any particular kind of immunity, and whether or not it'll be what they call use immunity or transactional immunity, if they limit him to use immunity, that means that he can't whatever he testifies to can't be used against him. But it doesn't mean he can't be prosecuted if there's other evidence to prove uh, prove his criminal activities and so i I suspect that they're gonna try and uh, give him use immunity rather than he can blanket immunity and because he can still he could still be prosecuted on the other hand, if he's gonna hand over McCabe and Brennan and clapper uh who all belong in, in jail uh, susan rice uh for yep. his uh, illegal unmasking activities, and of course, we do know from the struck and, uh fucking uh, page uh, text that this was being yes. run out of the white house so yes. uh, where do where does this ultimately lead uh, yeah you know barack, barack is really quiet these days uh, oh, he's, sure, uh he's, he's, he's kind of he's kind Very of uh, gotten smart and and quiet uh he's letting all these other people uh, you know do the talking and defend defend things he's uh, he's he's gone he's gone silent And he clearly has gone silent because he's in just as much danger as anybody else. And so and the reason, you know, that this does need to be done is because, in fact, this did endanger the republic. This was the most horrible, uh, despicable uh, corruption and misuse of the tools we've given to the government theoretically to protect us. And then to use it for politi- political purposes has been such a danger to us all. And when they attack, when, when the media and other folks say that Trump is attacking the FBI, no, he's actually trying to rebuild the FBI. He's trying to rebuild the Justice Department from the, uh, from the, from the creatures that were, were running it. And if Hillary had won, we'd never know how our I know. government had been hijacked none of none of these secrets would have been exposed
3: and uh, you know Trump is uh, draining the swamp like he said and all of these people that were involved with all this corruption are scared out of their minds because they know what's about to happen and they know and you know the liberal fake media is uh trying to uh, you know play trump as the villain but people have woken up and know that uh, Trump is the hero and trump is uh, uh, doing what's what's right for the American people there's no doubt about it um you, you know, I want to – real quick, David, I want to play this quick clip of, Gaudi, of, of, of Devin Nunes. He's very suspicious of Gowdy because Gowdy has been sucking on the FBI's dick too much lately. Excuse my French. But Gowdy is kind of acting a little two-faced. I, at first, I loved Gowdy. Like, he was a, he's a hardcore mofo. Like, he went straight to the point, like, with shit down your neck. Get, get the questions out of you. But now I'm starting to think, I don't know, this could be another Jeff Sessions kind of thing. Listen to this. Uh, three, four.
10: Two of the top Republicans looking into reports of an FBI informant in the presidential campaign of President Trump appear to be at odds tonight. Chief Intelligence Correspondent Catherine Harridge explains why. Good evening, Catherine. Well, thank you, Shannon. In his Fox interview, the Republican Chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunes, responded to his colleague and fellow investigator, Trey Gowdy, who said the FBI acted properly when at least one alleged confidential human source contacted Bullshit. Trump campaign aides. Congressman Gowdy, who was part of a classified Justice Department briefing on May 24th, emphasized President Trump told the former FBI director that if anyone connected with his campaign worked with Russia, the president wanted the FBI to investigate. Nunes said the comments did not indicate a split, but seemed to question his objectivity.
1: Now, you have to remember that Mr. Gowdy loves the FBI and the Department of Justice, even though Mr. Gowdy believes that the president's not a target of this investigation, his campaign is, and I think that's where the challenge occurs.
10: In the same interview, Nunes says he wants the FBI and Justice Department to finally release the confidential human source records so that conclusions can be reached based on data.
1: We've been waiting, almost a year now, we've been waiting for documents from the Deputy Attorney General. So Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein could provide all the documents, all the information that we need this week, and we could write a report.
10: Congressional investigators believe the records may finally be accessible Wednesday. The Justice Department had no immediate comment tonight on the timing. Shannon. Uh, Catherine, any reaction from Congressman Gowdy? Well, neither Congressman Gowdy nor his spokesperson returned calls and emails seeking comment. Separately, Fox News has Jesus. confirmed the Gowdy's Government Oversight Committee and House Judiciary Committee are scheduled to meet in closed session tomorrow to quiz the FBI's espionage chief, Bill Priestap, who was deeply involved in the Clinton email and Russia cases. His second in command was FBI agent Peter Strzok, who was removed from the Russia case for anti-Trump bias. The FBI's alleged use of at least one confidential human source will be a central line of questioning, Shannon. All right, Catherine Harris. thank you very You're much. Well.
3: Jesus Christ, I don't, you know what? Gap, you know, David, and, and I'll, I'll get everybody else's thoughts, and I believe we have a caller on the line. Uh, Sean from Canada? Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? How you doing? Good to have you on. Um, All, right.
8: All right, how are you guys? Great show.
3: Doing well, man, doing well. Uh, David, um, Real quick, so what's your thoughts on gowdy? you know it, you know he, he was he was a patriot at one point, but now it's like he's a part of the
8: swamp I've been a big fan of um, of Gowdy's for a long long time for a number of reasons that I was really, really shocked when he indicated that he thought what the FBI did relative that because his comments were related specifically to this human uh, intelligence source i e spy. That they sent to try and infiltrate the uh, Trump campaign, and he his comments regarding that he thought that that conduct was uh, appropriate, shocked shocked the heck out of me. Uh, that was uh, that was a, because of the appropriate thing obviously to do would be okay. We think you're yeah. uh, we think there's a problem. Let's go to uh, let's go to the Trump campaign. Let's start call Mr. Trump and explain to him what we think and how how they should protect themselves. But no, they tried to send a spy into the campaign, and that's uh, that's certain, without a warrant, without any uh, particular um, following the Justice Department rules and regulations of when and how you can utilize uh, human intelligence. And Gaudi uh, Gaudi gave it gave that action his blessing. I was uh, I was shocked and surprised. i and Devin Nunes is going to be going to go down in history as the hero uh he is probably saved the republic
3: and you know i was shocked today and i was very impressed and i want to give a props to lindsey graham he's asking rod rosenstein if um you know to
8: recuse himself from overseeing the mueller investigation yeah
1: uh,
8: that's exactly right he because if the Mueller investigation is involved with the firing of uh, James Comey, um, Rosenstein played a central role in the, uh, in the story of the firing of James Comey. So why is Rosenstein not recused himself precisely exactly. from that investigation? Uh, and uh, that's, uh, that's a fair question that, uh, that Graham put. And it seems to me that that's a question that they should haul Rosenstein in and ask him under oath. Not just uh, not just a polite thing. I don't I don't understand. Uh, Nunes uh, mentions that they were asking Rosenstein for a year for these documents. I don't understand why they're putting up with that. They are the pro equal branch of government. They created the Justice Department. The Justice Department has as an obligation a legal obligation to report to Congress. Why they're putting up with this slow rolling stuff while the uh, folks are hoping the folks that are slow rolling all this stuff for. Trying to run out the clock to the November election and hope that the Democrats get in charge. So it's, it gives them all the more reason to get this done now. Although I'm not, I'm not a believer in this blue wave theory. I don't think that's that's going to happen. But that's a whole. I, uh, a whole I was just going to ask
3: you that. I was just going to ask you that, and a lot of us also think there's going to be a huge red wave. Like the the Democrats are so delusional at this point that they think they're going to win the midterms after, you know, the, all the stuff they're doing. I mean, putting illegals before Americans. I mean, come on. Well,
8: that's a you know that's leftover Obama stuff that all they're doing. But the fact is, is that the actual campaign. They actually they have. They have no issues. All they're all they're running is uh, They have no message. Trump. They have or, no message. It's all yeah. anti Trump,
3: hate Trump. Trump is racist, Trump is a Nazi, Trump supporters are are bad
8: people, you know. Yeah, it's all that and then they're gonna wind up running against that list of that laundry list of successes that uh, that Charlie went through and you went through at the top of the at the top of my interview. And uh, it's not it's just not gonna work. It's just not going make any sense. People are going to vote their pocketbooks.
3: Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no fucking doubt about it. And, you know, we're seeing also. There's so many signs. Netflix is losing so many customers because of Obama. Like, these are just small examples of how people are fed up with Democrats. And, you know, that's just an example of Obama taking over Netflix and trying to produce leftist ideology. And, and cause everybody knows... Netflix knows how many users they have and how many people they can brainwash, and you see all these people canceling their Netflix accounts. I mean, that's one example of many, and that was a, a new report out today. And you know, there's all these Democrats now that are so fed up with their party going so far left, they're voting for the
8: Republicans. And yeah, and then I think that's going to be a big trend. And I think uh, people like Kanye are going to have uh, have an impact beyond what they uh, what they imagined. I think they don't. I think they misunderstand uh, the Latino vote uh, because uh, really, the as Ronald Reagan, who once famously said, "Latinos are Republicans. They just don't know it yet." And now, uh, yeah. now they're getting an opportunity to learn because uh, yeah. they're strong. They're strong family people. They're usually highly religious, uh, close yeah. to, close communities. <laughs> Their, uh, right. the, the values of the Latin, Latino community match up much, much stronger with conservative values of uh, free market and individual liberty right. than they and, than with the um, the welfare state that the Democrats try and pr- produce. Absolutely. So I absolutely. Th- I, th- I think the demographic thing that they've been that they've been mis- misplaced. Yeah, and David. I know my co-host had a lot of questions. Um, go go ahead, guys. I, I just
3: want to announce something real quick, though. Uh, Trump signed an executive order to speed up firing of poor performing federal workers, which is good. That was a good thing he signed today. Um, another thing I just want to announce real quick <clears throat> um, let me see. The, sca- the Scoutists, uh, Supreme Court uh, dismissed the case on the illegal alien abortion nonsense that the Democrats are whining about so much. I mean, it, was, I mean, it shouldn't even have been a topic of discussion. But real quick, I know my co hosts want to respond. Uh, go ahead. Uh if sure. want to talk to David. We got about
5: five minutes left. Yeah, I I I'd love to ask a quick question about the Supreme go Court ahead, decision Josh. here about the uh yeah, just uh, just again the details kind of about what's gonna happen with this in the future for future cases. The decision that ended up being adopted was Kennedy's was the majority decision. Um and, and he really took more of a mid middle road on it stating, you know, that the um the the, the um Colorado State Commission was hostile and uh, of the Baker's religious beliefs and that's one of the reasons that he sided with them not really anything to do with uh, whether or not it was legal or not or you know obviously in the end it defends that Baker um, but do you see this as a big win or as um, you know blood in the water so to speak
8: it's a a big win Uh, it's a big win frankly because Kennedy Kennedy wrote a Bit of a wishy-washy decision That got him two extra votes uh, And made it Seven to two And with that that wishy-washy Decision he got it seven to two But I would suggest that Ultimately the controlling law Is going to come out of uh, Justice Thomas' Concurrence And the the concurrent And and people mischaracterized uh, This as a religious Liberty case It really was a free speech case uh, because just as the government cannot regulate uh, what you will say, that, that is, they can't do prior, prior restraint, the government cannot compel speech either. And this was was really a case, and just as Thomas turned it on the head, when he talked in his concurring opinion about the compelled nature of the speech, that is, you're forcing a, uh, through government uh, mandate, you're forcing someone to express an opinion that they don't hold, and that's just as runs just as much afoul of the First Amendment speech clause as uh, as if you force somebody to say something, or if you you prohibit somebody from saying something. So uh, while it, while it plays out in the media as a uh, as a religious liberty, Dave, because certainly David, that's a David. We got, uh, a, that, David, that we got
3: about David. We got about a minute okay. and a half left. Zolo, go ahead. Or or Gianni,
4: whoever wants Gianni Uh, Dolo. Well, well, I think uh, I think anybody should be able to serve whoever they want and not serve whoever they want, because at the end of the day, if you don't want to bake a cake for somebody who's black, it doesn't matter. The free market will work itself out. You should have the freedom to do what you want to do. That's all I have to say on that. Gianni, go ahead.
8: Uh, Sean. Hello. Okay. David, okay? are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm oh, absolutely. Here. thank you. Thank
3: do you. you know, David, um you know, we have a couple seconds left, but um, you know, it was it was great having you on. You know, I had a huge agenda for the show tonight. I didn't get to every topic unfortunately. Um but we will have you um back on very soon. You know, I, I really appreciate uh you coming on and uh, you know, it was yeah. uh, it was great. It, it was always great
8: getting your insight. I mean,
3: you were you were an awesome guest,
8: so thank you. I uh, I enjoy talking with you guys, and uh, if I may give one more plug, creating the Declaration of Independence. It's something everybody should have before the Fourth of July. So absolutely. And where can they find? Thanks that? so much, Roy. Uh, Amazon creating the Declaration of Independence, uh, both Kindle and uh, in print. Perfect.
3: Sounds sounds great. Um, Excellent. And, uh, you know, David, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good friend of the show. Uh, cheers, man. Have a great night. God bless.
8: Thanks. You, God bless you guys and God bless America. Excellent. What,
3: uh, I want to thank all of my guests and uh, I want to thank uh, all my audience, my co-hosts. Uh, we had a great show tonight. We got a lot established, a lot taken care of. Uh, I had a huge agenda to talk about. Um, The stuff we didn't talk about today, we will get to tomorrow. We'll have a big show tomorrow, more big guests, a lot planned. I'm very excited to go over it with you. Um, Again, uh, visit my store, thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. Again, that's thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. You can also visit makingchristianitygreatagain.com. Again, that's makingchristianitygreatagain.com. Visit RorySodder.tv, and also my new media company will be coming out very soon, The Next Gen USA, it's called. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all have a great rest of your night. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Rory Sodder. God bless.
4: Cheers, everybody.